Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Don't forget that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org to find the links to all of the stories that I'm about to share. Let's go to our first story of the week. Grant will explore HIV tobacco intersection. Umedical University of South Carolina announced that it has received a $2 million grant to study a new opt-out intervention that would proactively provide people living with HIV who smoke with cessation assistance. The research team notes that up to 50% of people living with HIV are smokers. That's about three times the rate of the general population. And that is playing a more noticeable impact in their lives as HIV care itself has improved so much. So, you know, people are able to live uh, long, normal, happy lives uh, with their HIV diagnosis, which makes other conditions like tobacco use more important. I think this is really interesting because, uh, you know, the idea of an opt-out intervention is that instead of offering something to people sometimes or offering uh, it to them, you know, if they're interested, basically we assume that they're going to want this assistance. And if they don't want to, they can, they can turn down that care. Um, But we're kind of going at it from a proactive angle. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, research to show that in general, having people opt out of anything um, makes them more likely to, to do it. So uh, it's, it sounds like an interesting study and looking forward to seeing how that goes. Next up, lack of affirming care costs health. NBC News reported on a study finding that trans people who wanted gender-affirming surgery but had not been able to access it were twice as likely to express severe mental health challenges and were also more likely to drink heavily and to use tobacco. The study is the latest to show that there are myriad health benefits beyond the immediate aims of surgery. Um, this is uh, interesting, too, because they're, they're looking specifically at people who wanted gender-affirming surgery. So, of course, that's not everyone's goal. Um, and so, you know, it's interesting that they were able to, to kind of hone in on that population and look at people who wanted to have that care but weren't able to access it. And we know there are lots of reasons why people can't access it, mostly related to costs as well as provider availability and stigma. Um, and we're seeing a rise of, um, of bills Uh, that have been trying to limit gender-affirming care this year. So um, all sorts of reasons why someone may want this and not be able to get it. And as other studies have shown, um, this one is showing that there are a lot of health um, risks to denial of that care. And our next story, most teen boys are out. Researchers led by David Moskowitz found that most Gen Z sexual minority boys uh, who are uh, in their teen years are out to their parents. About two in three were out to female parents and about half were out to male parents, um, which marks a big increase from the past decades. It also um, kind of shows what seems to have often been found that, you know, Female parents are more likely to to get this news um, and are at least perceived as more likely to support um, their um, LGBT children than are perceived um, from our male parents. Teens who identify uh, as gay were more likely to be out than those who identify as bisexual, which um, you know is is unfortunate but not surprising given biphobia. 
Um, also, not being religious and being certain of one's identities were other factors associated with being more likely than not to be out. Next up, consistency of parental views matters. Relatedly, Helio reported on a small study finding that gay and lesbian adults whose parents had a consistent perspective on their sexual orientation, whether that was a good or a bad perspective, had lower levels of mental health symptoms than those whose parents had shifted from negative to positive views over time. Obviously, this is surprising because we would think that, you know, it's more where the parents end up. Um, if they end up supportive, that matters. Um, but this really found that, you know, people who, um, who had parents whose perspectives changed, that that was difficult for them. Now, this is a small study, so there could be other things that need to be explored. Um, the authors themselves call for more study on the topic. Um, but, you know, at, at least this suggests that, um, that even, even the journey from, um, from lack of acceptance to acceptance is a really tough thing for, uh, for sexual minority youth to be dealing with. And our next story, a center's vaccine efforts highlighted. The Pennsylvania Capital Star reported on how the Bradbury Sullivan LGBT Community Center in Allentown is working to improve COVID-19 vaccine distribution to LGBT communities in that area. The center's director notes that a big issue today in vaccine distribution is trust between prospective patients and vaccine providers. Uh, this is, you know, true with a lot of types of care that that provider relationship and that trust in the medical advice we're getting really matters. Now, this gives LGBT centers a big role to play in reaching and educating LGBT folks who we know have been hit really hard by the pandemic about their options to get vaccinated. And finally, for this week, mark your calendars. In case you didn't know, May 17th is the International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biphobia, which is an event that aims to address stigma and bias against LGBT populations worldwide. Later in the month, on May 24th, we'll also recognize Pan Day of Visibility, which brings awareness to pansexuality, probably one of the labels that's um, definitely less understood than a lot of others, and something that I think youth especially are um, really identifying with in large numbers, um, so important to have um, that identity recognized. Well, that wraps up another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. As always, you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org to find links to all of today's stories. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you're not already.